0: We've got two special guests on our very first episode. We've got Karen Lean. Hi, Karen.
1: Hi, Magnus.
0: <laughs> and Brie Conklin. Hi, Bree.
2: Yay. I made it.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the show. This was a, a real team effort that we pulled it off.
2: Thank you. And I'm really honored to be here. I think
0: that's what people say, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? I, yeah. I don't I, I haven't been uh I haven't had this podcast running long enough to earn a bad reputation yet. So you, you can say Uh-oh. that and right. <laughs> Do
1: you want help with
0: that, Magnus? Uh well I'm probably gonna be pretty good at that in my own. Things. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll so. see you know, we'll see where it goes. Let's be authentic and see what happens.
2: All
0: right. So, uh um, I don't have to tell either of you the world's upside down right now. Uh, of course, with the coronavirus, uh, it's it's changed society for everybody. And I've heard some curious things on uh, social media from autistic folks. And you are both autistic, right? Yes. Yep. Okay, so that's what ass. I thought. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe I when- might have
2: been cured because uh, you know my ex-in-laws. They were like, let's try to pray your autism away. Hopes and prayers, and yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't feel any different.
0: Well, with any luck, we'll have the coronavirus uh, um, vaccine out soon, which will give you a good autism booster.
2: Yes. And we'll get all of them.
0: I'm going to ask for two shots for extra autism. <laughs> I like I like being autistic. I do.
2: I do, too. I think when people call it a sickness, it's just like, it's like telling people with brown eyes that their eyes aren't good enough because they're just different, you know, than the blue eyes or the green eyes. Mm. And I'm just using, like, as a brown-eyed person, I, I mean, it's just differently wired. We're just wired differently, so we perceive things differently. And why is that so hard to comprehend for some people?
0: Yeah. Karen do you have but, any thoughts about it?
1: Yeah it's, I think wired differently is a good way to describe it and I've often described it as also having a volume knob and so right now my my volume knob is maybe most people's volume knob is turned to like a three and mine's turned to a nine it's I'm just the volume on all the Mm. sensory things is just higher and if you turned it up to 21 i might be in the corner holding my ears and being overwhelmed even more than i am usually so
2: yeah i feel like don't you kind of feel like um i'm well i'm sorry i know i'm not supposed to be asking questions but when it comes to autism don't you just feel like I feel like everybody else has the deficits because I feel like we have extra antenna or echolocation because we have (laughs) all the feelers. So we're constantly feeling. So there's just explosions inside us like all the time. And uh, like if people can't feel that, it's just, are they really living? You know, like who who are these people? What's wrong with them? You don't have the feelers.
0: (laughs) This is where we insert like the people without autism jokes, right? Like people without yeah. autism may suffer a uh, lack of empathy or whatever. The empathy Those is a really non-autistic good one. Poor non
2: autistic folk. I feel so
0: bad for I, them. Well, I don't I don't feel bad for them, but like some of some of the ideas that they have about us just really have me scratching my head. The the one I get a lot at at work is about empathy. Like why don't why don't I show more empathy? And they don't see that You know, when I hear that somebody I work with, uh, just lost somebody that I put my phone on mute and I cry for them, you know, like I, I feel so deeply for everybody around me and I just don't present it in a way that gives them the comfort that they're looking for.
1: I think there's a huge perception difference that I think about and I don't think of it as better or worse, but Mm -hmm. just like a snake can see infrared or whatever (laughs) i think that's right um you know that that well if my experience if i can see um spectrums of of light that that i don't see now how would my perception change and my experience of the world change so um i just think of these as dimensions right and we have access to dimensions that others don't but we may not have access to dimensions that neurotypical people have Um, but we none of us have access to dimensions that snakes have right or spiders so I sort of go wow like
2: it's amazing what I tell people like just to make it really simple for them I just say my face doesn't match what I'm feeling most of the time I don't know what my face is doing it's just doing its own thing and the way that I react to something Like, I might just respond, but I don't know. I'm just winging it because I'm still processing, especially if it's like something sudden and unplanned. So, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, it's kind of like a warning system or something. I feel like if we weren't as, if we weren't as we were. I don't know. I I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like having, so being autistic is like having the answers to everything or being able to solve most anything, but not being able to say what the answers are because you don't have the language ability or a way to project your thoughts to everybody else. Does that make sense? Or
0: In a way that they can, they can take it in.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, even like sometimes, actually, like what's really cool and sorry, but like one of my best friends, Tara, I go hang out with her all the time. And she's also autistic. And there's a lot of times that we won't talk all day, but we're hanging out with each other and we don't have to say words. We kind of know what we're it's and then we just enjoy existing with each other. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I yeah, feel like that's all my, autistic people need friends to just exist with, you know? I, I that's I my don't, favorite way of being with other people.
0: I, I don't much... Yeah, like
2: quietly doing your own stuff or just like, you know, and not expecting one another to entertain each other. You can entertain yourselves next to each other. Okay, that sounds weird, but...
0: No, you're, you're reminding I mean, me of a, a poet. Are you familiar with Rainer Maria Rilke?
2: I am. He's yeah. one of my favorites yes. ever.
0: and I don't like the idea of diagnosing people that are like no longer with us. But I have my suspicions about him, uh, you know, potentially being neurodivergent in some way. He well, he talks. And
2: he definitely OCD. Yeah, and then, then I feel like his themes with God and solitude; those are definitely well, his special interests.
0: And I I think, I think he said something about, you know, real love is being able to protect the mutual solitude of another person.
2: Yes. When it's when another person's solitude comes to protect another's. Yeah. And I think that that's just awesome. I was like, I need someone to protect my solitude as long as I can still be in solitude, but I totally get it. Plus like, I mean. I know you didn't ask, but I relate to, like I read um, The Notebooks of Maltes-Lords Briggs and exactly like everything that he was talking about, I think it was in Paris, but that's exactly how I felt when I lived in New York, that I was just kind of, the buildings and everything took on their own personas. And I don't know, I really dig the way that he thinks because I think that way also.
0: So since we're talking about solitude, I actually had a topic for this episode. I'd love to get into it with both of you. COVID-19, coronavirus, it's changed the world. Uh, You know, everybody's been told to stay at home. And for a lot of people, certainly for a lot of neurotypical people, it's, it's, we're hearing it's like wearing on them. They want the economy to reopen. A lot of them do, and they want to just like go out and be with friends and go to, Baseball, sports ball games, what have you. Um, but I'm I'm hearing some different kind of reactions to it from autistic friends, and I'm I'm wondering from both of you, how's this been for you?
1: Well, Karen, on you can go first. Sure, thanks, Bree. Um, on the main, I think it's been a good thing for me. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I could do this for a while. What um, what
0: What's different that m- gives you comfort?
1: Um, I think the big thing that's like a life improvement for me with working a hundred percent from home. And I w- yes. actually will say 99% from home. I, I can talk a little more later about my experiences. Um, with, with going, going on site. But uh, for the most part, I've been working from home and one of the biggest improvements has been not commuting the sensory overload of riding the bus every day. Um, It's like an an hour to an hour and a half each way. Uh, So that's call that, you know, two to three hours um, of being out there and all of the temperature noise and interpersonal, kind of effort that it takes. By the time I get to work, I've already expended a lot of my spoons as it were. Um, so that's been a big improvement. I can take a walk around the block and it's very quiet.
0: That's, that's beautiful. You, You just mentioned something by the way that I'm familiar with, but, um, a lot of folks listening may not be familiar with. Can you tell me what you meant by spoons?
1: So spoons, um, is an analogy that um, was first brought uh, forth to the internet consciousness um, by, I believe, an individual with lupus um, who used the the idea of spoons. uh, Yeah, the spoon theory that um, we all start with a certain number of spoons at the beginning of the day. And um, that for those of us with uh, disability, and I will say I have, I'm autistic. I also have a physical disability that um, can lead to chronic pain. Um, so um, I identify with this in multiple ways, but essentially, that um, for some of us with disability, um, getting ready in the morning might take a whole spoon. Like, let's say we start with six spoons. Um, for someone who isn't challenged by some things, like, so riding the bus is quite taxing for me, whereas for right. someone else it might be less taxing. So the the analogy of spoons is a way of, energy of of describing an energy expenditure,
0: like it like an energy budget. And if you I may,
2: know. go ahead. Bri. If I may add to it, um, so like for example, I have chronic pain issues also, so I definitely love the spoon theory. And what I love about it is because they say <clears throat> a normal person has almost an unlimited amount of spoons and then people that um are struggling um with their disabilities they only get like three or four spoons and some days they wake up and they don't have any spoons so those are the days like shutdown days you know would you say when you're in the shutdown there's absolutely no spoons so we kind of just have to like ride out the shutdown and just sleep. And that, cause that's all you can do.
0: So, so and
2: so yeah, go for it. <laughs> so,
0: so Brie, I was going to ask you, uh, the same question I started, uh, asking Karen, uh, uh, can you tell me a little bit about how COVID-19 has changed your world?
2: Well, I had, well, my routine has definitely been thrown off, so I've had to adapt and come to a pandemic routine, which is, it's a lot different because I'm by myself, because I'm immunocompromised, and um, my children are with their dad, and they're not far so, I mean, they're, like, all within a mile of me, and I can see them, but I can't really spend time with them and hug them.
0: Oh, my god. So,
2: what I've been forced to do, and I mean, before I was just a stay-at-home mom, and I'm on disabilities because of my chronic pain conditions, um, and I, yeah, I've just adapted. I don't take my child to school in the morning anymore. But I do make sure that I get out of bed before 9 a.m. every day, regardless of me having something to do or not. I make lists that I have to do and complete through the day. And then all of a sudden those lists become routine. And then I do that every day. So like I wake up in the morning and then I catch up on my podcast, which is like the world news. And then I do my dailies in Hearthstone. And so, I mean, the only thing that it's changed is I'm living all by myself now. And every time I go to the store, I have panic attacks because people aren't wearing masks. And uh, all the stuff that I usually get is not available. I can't get Lysol. And this is stuff that I get for just me in general, because I'm immunocompromised. So I guess those are the only challenges and not being able to comfort our friends that are depressed, except for, you know, um, through the internet. And right now, I don't know, I kind of like being in quarantine because my house is awesome. And it's surrounded with my stuff and I like doing stuff all by myself. So I'm enjoying it actually, but I'm concerned and it's annoying. But with my new routine, I'm just fine. How about you guys? Like Magnus, do you have the new routine or?
0: I've always enjoyed um, long stretches of solitude. I, when people ask me what my special interest is, I tell them special interests. I, I just love mm-hmm. learning all kinds of new things about new things. So like uh, I used to help out with a podcast years ago and it, it fell apart because of some personality conflicts. But now I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I know a lot of people with stories to tell and inside of the autistic community bubble, it's really hard like to break out of that bubble and have other people hear us. So uh, can I find some way to pierce that bubble and have our voices be heard? And moreover, expand the conversation about neurodiversity beyond just autism. Uh, you know, we have a lot of neurodivergent cousins that uh, don't get the kind of airtime that autistic people have, and even we struggle. So I, I thought, um, I'm going to learn everything I can about audio engineering. And I'm going to get some microphones and a mixer board and I'm, I'm going to go out there and do podcasts. Uh, so from the hobby front, I am, I'm absolutely loving this. I'm, I'm loving having the time to, to focus and learn new things. And
2: absolutely. I totally agree with that.
0: But then the, from the flip side, there's, there's definitely a loneliness to it. I put a lot of value uh, before all this, in spending time with my partner, uh, you know we have children, and the children um, tend to monopolize their mother's time, as children are want to do. So, our little lunch breaks together, or just going out for a date night, those were the only times that she got to be, um, not a mom, but oh, you know, just another woman out having a great time with her partner and being able to have grown-up drinks and swear and, you know, talk about things that are inappropriate uh, because you can't do that when the kids are around. So I, I miss that. And I, I miss her quiet little cafes that were like sensory friendly and, but I could see other people from a safe distance and, and now all of that's gone. So it's, it's the same four walls every day, all day. And because we have an immunocompromised person in the house, uh, we've been, uh, we've been holed up since, uh, I think the end of March, close to the end yeah. of March. So we've, we've been at it longer than most of our neighbors and our neighbors have already given up. Our neighbors are already out like walking and saying hi to each other and not wearing masks and things, but we're still taking it quite seriously. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's awful. And it's like, I mean, everybody was out today. Um when I was just even going for a walk, nobody's wearing masks. Everybody's at Target and I'm just I like I'm not ready to go out. Um and I guess I mean it, it, I'm a, I'm a little bit sad because m- my kid graduated kindergarten this week and she did it at home over zoom and I don't know I guess that's when you asked if how things have changed and how things are going I was gonna say that I'm really sad for her about that because she really misses her friends but I mean I understand so I don't know I guess you, you did ask that, right? Like how it was affecting us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so moving on so, a little bit. Um, and Karen, why don't I start with you on this? Uh, what do you want other people to understand about what your needs are right now?
1: In general, you're not talking just about work, right?
0: In general. Sure. <laughs> I uh, interpret that how In, in you, general, yeah.
1: in general, maybe I need to disconnect from work. Um, that's certainly been a, been an issue. but um, what do I need? I think uh, I think regularity is important with those routines. Um, and my partner does support me in, in some of those routines. Um, and um, given that everybody's wearing masks, um, there's a degree of signal that is lost for me. Um, I, I have a bit of—I have an auditory processing disorder, and um, when people's mouths are covered, I—I I have a hard time. Um, and so, people just having patience is, uh, I think, important. Um,
0: yeah, I'm—I'm I'm hard of hearing, so the masks have definitely made things harder for me too. So do you
1: breathe a little bit?
0: a lot I so um like you said about volume knobs being turned up um I've got a whole lot of sensory stuff going on and I have to wear glasses but my glasses um eat up some of my sensory capacity and oh yeah putting hearing aids on behind my ears while there's also glasses on behind my ears uh it just ends up being too much So I either have to take the glasses off or I have to take the hearing aids off. And like, if I have to pick between my senses, I would prefer to see. So
2: I totally would too.
0: Yeah. So uh, when I go out in public, I I tend to lip read a lot so that I don't have to wear my hearing aids. And now I'm finding like, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't understand what people are saying. Uh, when they have their masks on. But I want them to have their masks on. I need them to.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's a, it feels a little bit like a no-win situation. Um, I work in healthcare, and uh, I shared that with some, some folks there, and they, they mentioned the the clear masks. Uh, they do have some, and I said, well, so they, they suggested that I pursue that, and I said, well, I, I, I first of all, I want, I'm, I, I'm not deaf and I, I don't I'm not hard of hearing to the point that I can't compensate <laughs> for this just takes a lot more energy and so I feel like um, I don't want to take those resources you know um, so there's a trade-off. it's sort of uh, like you said yeah. choosing between your your glasses and your hearing aids it's like well which which thing do I want to expend energy on today? Right.
0: Um, and it doesn't help for you to wear those masks. It's everybody else has to wear them.
1: Right, right. right? Exactly.
0: So, Brie, how about you? Um, what, what do you want other people to understand about what your needs are right now?
2: Mm. I, lately, I mean, I have friends checking in on me, and I think that that's really awesome. But some days I just don't have the capacity to talk to anybody and I'm totally fine it's just I'm dealing with my health issues and then stress issues um I don't know I think that the only thing that I need is a little bit of kindness and compassion and I haven't really run into any problems because I do the social distancing thing well and all my friends know that I'm autistic and they understand how I get. So, but I don't know. I haven't really had any issues aside from, yeah, people thinking I'm dead when I don't respond for like two days.
0: Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, um, so Bree, continuing with you, is there anything that you're really looking forward to when all of this is over?
2: Um. Yeah. Traveling. I miss traveling. I say that I'm a homebody, but I also like to be a homebody at other places. Yeah. So usually I visit, like, I usually like to reset every few weeks, maybe every few months and go visit my best friend Tara in Texas. And I just love I love going on road trips. I love being by myself and listening to music as loud as I want. And I don't know. I like everything about road trips except for driving through Oklahoma. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. I just want to get out there. I want to go see shows. I wanted to go on the, I want to go on the Jericho cruise. Um, But I know that cruise lines aren't going to open for a while. I just, I want things to go back to normal so we can get our routines back. But in the meantime, I'm just kind of enjoying pampering myself and doing self-care and keeping myself healthy.
0: What what does that self-care look like, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Well, hmm. I like, are we allowed to talk about um, beep beep stuff?
0: I I won't tell if you don't.
2: (laughs) Well, I like to, I like to get high and I like to make playlists when I'm feeling really, really stressed out. Um, And I do yoga. I like to do black metal yoga. So (laughs) I like to put on...
1: Bree, what is that? I, I want to know what that is.
2: Okay, is well, so yoga? There, there, it depends. So, actually, I, I have to correct myself. I do. I've been doing like maybe doom and sludge yoga lately. So I have like a Yob playlist, and I just like to play um, yoga that you can. Listen to that's metal that also makes you feel like you're melting into the mat and I feel like it's just um, it's a very awesome sensory experience for me and stretching and being able to kind of just like blend into the music because I don't know if you guys have this when you listen to music but when I listen to music I see all sorts of colors and themes just kind of dancing around in my head and I kind of get lost, and I think that um, I'm, I'm just constantly daydreaming, and I always have music in my head. Um, so I like to do music. I like to play lots of video games. I'm reading, um, decorating things, just doing all sorts of stuff that I put off because I said I didn't have time. But yeah, I don't know. Awesome. Watching lots of wrestling.
0: <laughs> so so Karen, any special self care for you?
1: Um, I want to go back to your earlier question about what I was what I'm looking gonna get to that, to. but go
0: ahead and start there.
1: Yeah, cool. Um I'm from Canada originally and my dad has had pancreatic cancer for about a year and a half. Um, and I'm looking forward to visiting him. Yeah. That's that's really so travel for me too, Bree. Um, really looking forward to that. Um, it's got to be
2: so hard. How do you how do you process or how do you keep yourself together when you're so worried and you're missing your dad? That's a
1: great question. Um, he, well, so one, he's been stable for a bit. His last couple of scans have been um, good. So so we do weekly uh, Skype calls and then the family has Zoom meetings, like the broader family has Zoom meetings. So I'm pretty regularly connecting with him. Um, So that's helped. And actually that was a routine before all of this because I I live in Boston and um, and they're up in Toronto. So I'm able to keep connected even, even in the same way that I was already doing. Um, and then self-care, um, self-care has been harder in the quarantine life, I think for me, um, instead of going to the yoga classes, I'm logging into zoom classes. I actually, i just, I uh, started working with one of my teachers privately just to kind of try and get more intense work with that because it's, uh, it helps keep me out of pain. Um walking every day. Uh, I go for a walk in the morning and I go for a walk in the evening and that helps me, um, walking ground, helping me too. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, you know, some gardening, uh, making sure I eat and get fiber <laughs> Those those things that I think have, have been super, super important alone time as well. So keeping, keeping some space, you know, i got, I've got my, my own room in the house where it's kind of my cave and my, you know, it's where I work, but also where I can just sort of hang out and stem and be with myself in whatever way. Oh, that's and so
0: I- important. Yeah. yeah. Being able to stem. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm on zoom right now. Karen can see me and I'm, I'm rocking and hand flapping a little bit. Oh, you're not going to yeah, see this on the podcast. Yeah, I can't
2: still. You guys can't see this, but, like, I've been walking around the whole time, like, yeah. picking my lips and stuff. I'm always stimming, and that's the thing is just, so sometimes I like to joke with my friends. I'm like, uh-oh, guys, I'm really excited, <clears throat> and I'm about to go up. And, like, I'm just like, I'm about to start squeeing, and then I'm like, it's about to get real autistic up in here. And then they think it's really funny. So I don't know. I just sim in front of everybody. Because if if somebody has a problem with it, fuck them. I mean, not literally, but like just seriously, that's their problem. Literally, figuratively,
0: whatever it takes.
2: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) So I mean, yeah.
0: So Bree, is is there anything? And uh, I, I think this is really my closing question. Is there anything that you're hoping won't change back to the old normal when all of this is over?
2: I hope that people continue to wash their hands and use good hygiene and oh, that's just just crazy kind of maintain, maintain like, you know, barriers and just be more mindful of how like pathogen spread, be more mindful of pathogen spreading. And, um, I don't know. I hope that it encourages people to stay connected with one another. Um, I hope that people like some of uh, some friendships that like people are making in quarantine really awesome people. I just hope that like I don't know the good stuff. I hope the good stuff stays. And then the bad stuff like I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I just I just stay at my house. So I'm personally
0: really hoping that employers are looking at this experience really seriously. There was always this narrative. Yeah. There was always this narrative that jobs couldn't be done from home. Right. But now everybody's everybody that possibly can is working from home. So you know, a lot of employers are talking about returning to the office, but a lot of employers also are talking about, well, Hey, maybe this is our new normal. And what I'm really hoping for here is if they're being open-minded about this, about this being their new normal, is this going to create more career opportunities for disabled folks to be able to have meaningful careers?
2: I, I, I hope so. And I mean, I, I feel like, now is a time where autistic people can really be heard because well a lot of people are home (laughs) and um everybody's been on social media more so we can spread more awareness that way I feel like Hmm. and I've been on
1: social media less actually yeah that's true yeah Yeah, for my mental health, it's been stressful. But yeah, I do hope that awareness does increase about how I go through um, phases.
2: Like, do you do it where you you go off social media, and then you'll have a day where you catch up on everything and then you're totally burned out and done? Pretty much. It takes me five
1: minutes to burn out. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> and then I, I, and hear I just go, oh, yeah. I, I remember why I didn't want to go on this. So I keep, I've, I've installed the app and then deleted it a few times. Yeah.
0: I drop whole platforms for a while. So I, like there's, I'll, I'll leave Twitter for a few weeks at a time, you know, just yeah. because it gets too mean. And I think as we get closer to the U S presidential election, uh, I'm likely to take some time off.
2: Yeah, for mental health. And that's what I do. Like, I turn off notifications and stuff. And the only kind of, like, social media is, like, if I go on Twitch, because I feel like video games are pretty safe. And that's how I take care of my mental health. So, I mean, I don't know. And I'm sorry I interrupt a lot. I just, um, I'm excited. (laughs)
0: That's okay. We're all friends here.
2: Yeah, it's all good.
0: So, so Karen, the same question back to you. Is there anything that you're hoping won't change back to the old normal when this is over?
1: I echo what you said, Magnus, about working from home. Um, my employer, uh, was letting us work one day a week from home and we had been lobbying for a bit for more um, maybe two days. Um, and then of course we're thrust into hundred percent all the days from home. Um, and honestly mm. it's working so well.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, I have to imagine that's working great for you.
1: It's working it's, and it's not just personally working great, you know, and I, I really feel for the, the folks that I work with who, um, have kids that they're, and they're trying to juggle childcare, um, as well as, as the job. Um, and I I actually had a coworker who quit because, um, her, her load was just, um, too much, um, with the childcare. And so they had to reassess, reevaluate. Um, but for the most part with the online meetings and, you know, what we can do, we can do online all the time. So it really didn't make any sense that we had to be there. You know, there's still going to be some need for us to go um, on site. I I support hospital, a hospital system in in IT. So um, going, going there and in person sometimes is important. Um, So that won't go away. But uh, if I only have to go when I need to go, and the rest of the time I am here in my home and, eating well and not being stressed out by the sensory overload uh, of the outside world.
2: I just, I really hope that stays. Well, I would agree with, I agree with that too.
0: Brie, Karen, I am so grateful to both of you for joining me on this very first episode of the Groctopus Neuroverse podcast. And I hope, um, as, as this podcast grows and takes over the world that you might consider coming back sometime and, and, and talking with me some more about other things. Oh sure. All right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's been an honor. I'm totally stoked for this and thank you so much for having me.
0: So, Karen, um, how do people follow you or connect with you or do you want them to?
1: Um, You can find me at Love Cohen, L-O-V-E-K-O-A-N, on both Instagram and Twitter, but I'm rarely there.
0: All right. Thank you. And Brie, you?
2: Um, I'm O-B-R-E-W-A-N on Twitter, uh, O-B-R-E-W-A-N. And I think that's my same handle on Instagram. It might have an extra E. I don't
0: know, <laughs> but check it out. That's me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And be safe, be healthy, and love yourself and love everybody else. And have a great one. And that was our first episode. So, Tell me what you think. Uh, You can tweet to me at Magnus919 or Groctopus. I'm on Instagram as Magnus919. Um, Let me know. Let me know what you think, what you want to hear from the show next. And we'll have something lined up for you hopefully a week from now. Take care.